Hey, Reach Church, welcome to our podcast. Hey, this message is from our midweek service with our very good friend of the house, Pastor Ron Simpkins, in a message entitled, Honor. Enjoy this message. Great to be here, and your pastor's telling the truth. I feel like John the Baptist being here, remember? Amen. When he first met Jesus, John the Baptist was the name everybody talked about. And then all of a sudden, John the Baptist is nobody, and Jesus is everything. That's me and Omar. (laughs) When I first met him, I was John the Baptist. Now I'm John the Baptist. Nobody's paying attention. No, that's not true. You're here. We're glad to be here and be here with you and and with old friends. Hallelujah. This is a great place. Amen. And how many want to make it greater? How many want to make it greater? And literally, that is the key for you to make it greater. Amen. We have a couple of things that we are doing. Uh, We'll encourage you with. uh, Out on the table, there's some of these cards. If you kind of like my style, three uh, three times a week, uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on Facebook on Ronald Simpkins. And this tells you how you can find it. We do little three-minute shots, inspirational shots and we've been doing it for a few months. And then Donnie Pacheco, who's one of you guys, me and him are doing Ask Pastor Ron. If you, pe- if you punch in podcast, Ask Pastor Ron, it'll come up. And once a week, we have different questions, and you can send your questions in if you like them. I also have two books that I have here that are fairly new. I don't know if I had the compass. I think I might have had it last time. Uh, but it's five keys to the Christian life. Amen. That'll get you on track and it'll help you whether you're a new convert or one that's as old as I am. Hallelujah. And uh, we also have a new book. Now, I'm going to warn you ahead of time. I did not write this. <laughs> my best, one of my best friends, Dennis Montgomery, did it and did not edit it. So you are going to hate the editing in this. But hopefully you'll like the stories Laughing with Simpkins, you hear my stories, you'll hear some of them tonight, amen, and it's just kind of a fun book and a way you can support us and help us a little bit in our journey. Can I get an amen? Amen. I want to talk to you, amen, uh, this evening about honor. Say honor. Uh, I've lived mainly in Colorado, off and on. I moved to California for four years. I was raised in California, raised in Oklahoma. But for almost 40 years, I've been in Colorado. And about every 10 years, there's a scandal at the Air Force Academy. And uh, the scandal is always the same, that uh, they catch some students cheating because it's an honor code, which means that you're allowed to have your go to your room and take a test. You've got all your books. You've got your friends maybe around you. And they don't, they don't keep track. They only want you to do what is honorable. And it's always a huge scandal because everybody says they need to get rid of the honor code. They need to go back to like you were in school where the teacher expected you to cheat. Amen. But they always say this, and this is such a powerful thought. They, the, the Air Force generals and, and captains and these people that come out of the Air Force Academy say life without honor isn't worth living. And they say that America, one of the difference between America and the rest of the world is that our military 
is built on an honor code. They have the guns, they have the jets, they have the nukes. They can take power away just like every small time dictatorship does. But they won't do it because they have honor. And I wanna tell you, I don't think there's anything more important for the gospel than a code of honor. Does that make sense? I have to say, I cannot tell you honestly, I have been at this for 50 years, basically, and I have been with men that were dishonorable. I was in a group that I had to leave because the guy that ran it became captivated with his own authority. It became ugly. And it really messes everything up. Does that make sense? The reason I'm here is your pastor and his wife, Letty, are two of the most honorable people I've ever known or met. Really. Really, he's been a friend. So think about this with me because I really do believe it maybe is one of the most important things that I could talk to you about. And you could think maybe the greatest impact in life is tied to issues of honor. I think of Nicky Cruz, what turned his life around from a gangster into probably the greatest evangelist of our generation was when David Wilkerson trusted him with the offering plate. (laughs) this guy was president of a club and had murdered people, if I remember right. And yet he has him take the offering and it turned his life and he got saved. You know, American Revolution, much of it was Ben Franklin played a part, but he was a huge fan of England. He had lived there for 20 years and the American Revolution was taking place in the Stamp Act and the British decided that they were gonna humiliate Benjamin Franklin. He was actually a fan. He was fighting for England with America, but they brought him before Parliament and they just humiliated him. And the next day he got on a boat, came back to America and became one of the leaders of the American Revolution, writing the American (laughs) Declaration of Independence. Much of the Constitution led the committees because they dishonored him. How many want a better life? I want want you to think with me because I think it's tied to this issue of honor. And I think there's tons in the Bible. In Matthew 13, it talks about that Jesus in verses 57 and 58, it says they were offended in him. Jesus said to them, a prophet's not without what? Honor, except in his own country and his own house. And he did not many mighty works because of that. Now think about this with me. Now it's not that Jesus couldn't, nothing can stop Jesus, he's God. Jesus could could have fried them all, could have done any, but he he is limited by his word and by the promises and by the commandments and those things that he said. And here's what it says, when honor isn't there, God's power cannot function. Think about it, it says husbands, Honor your wife. Literally says that. Honor your wife or your prayers won't be answered. What is, the, what is the reason some of you have a crummy job and a crummy life is because you are crummy to your wife. <laughs> that, that all you're going to church and looking good can't, can't overcome the fact that you disrespect. You want a long life, honor your parents. I mean, think of this. This is everywhere in the Bible, and yet I've seldom heard it preached on. Listen to this. It says, 
First uh, John two, fifteen and seven. Love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but of the world. The world passes away, and the things thereof. If I'm hearing this right. There's something so dangerous that's happening with us that are here. And it is that we love the world. How can you not love the world? There's a, there's a term in Christianity called, called globality. And it's simply the idea that the world has prospered so much that Christianity is dying in many places. England, Europe, Japan, Canada, Places where there's prosperous because literally what most people are after are not God, but a good life. And in fact, if we take it one step farther and hear me, I am not trying to throw rocks at anybody. Amen. Omar didn't tell me, expose these devils because they're all love the world. (laughs) I I literally wasn't going to preach this, but Omar asked me to. And the reason I wasn't going to preach it It was because I'm still wrestling through it myself. Because I'm finding I love the world. And and here's the horrible thing. What is idolatry? Have you ever thought about it? Basically, idolatry is this. You just bail and babble and, and all of these goddesses and these kinds of things are just ways to get what the world offers. Mammon is money. And so the reason that most people are idolaters is because they want money. Anybody here want money? (laughs) I mean, anybody here want more sex? Anybody here want more power? I mean, those are the gods. That's idolatry. That's the problem. I find so many Christians today, and once again, evaluate your own life sitting here this morning. If you're angry, you're disconnected from God, you're having trouble with prayer, you're pulling back on your commitments, there's a good chance it has to do with you're an idolater. And that you're mad at God because you came to God because you wanted God to give you the stuff that you don't have. And that we think if we'll give more, we'll get more. And there's a truth. There is a good God. But in John... The crowds are coming to Jesus. They're having stinking revival. The thing that we're praying with, and he shuts it down. And, he's, and when they ask him why, he says, because they're just after loaves and fishes. What was the temptation of Jesus? They take him, and the devil has to, he has to pass this temptation before he could be Messiah, before the Holy Spirit fully equipped him. And what is the temptation? Jump from the from the top of the temple. Wouldn't it have been pretty impressive if Jesus would have jumped off this like 10-story building and floated down to the ground? Could you see that in New York City or Las Vegas? Amen. (laughs) It would have gone viral in two minutes. (laughs) Billions would be looking for Jesus. And that's literally what happened when he started feeding them. And they, they began to come, huge crowds. And he stopped it. Because I want to tell you this. If you feel like this doesn't work to make you happier or richer, it's because it doesn't. It, it, yeah, feel free to applaud. Hallelujah. 
Because I've already admitted I'm a horrible sinner myself. I'm still trying to work this thing out myself. Listen to Romans 6, uh, or 1, 21. What happened? This is Message Bible. What happened was this. People knew God perfectly well, but when they didn't treat him like God, refusing to worship him, which is just another word for honor. When they wouldn't honor, they trivialized themselves into silliness and confusion that there was neither sense nor direction left in their lives. Second Timothy, isn't it? It says in the last days, what? Men will be lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. They'll be ever learning but never coming because they're gonna think that it's about, they're gonna, literally, I think that so many people today don't think they need God. They think they're fine not going to church. They think that as long as they're winning, as long as their bank account is full, as long as they're, that these things are happening, that they're okay, and, and they don't even understand who God is. Wave at me if I'm making sense to anybody. Am I talking to anybody tonight? You're gonna have to kind of think on this and munch on it a little for, for it to take... But, but here's, here's a heavy, it says in 2 Corinthians, I think it is, that it talks about that women that want to get married, Paul said, don't worry about it, don't get married. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that, that tightened things up a little right there. <laughs> now, now I'll, I'll say this, he thought Jesus was coming back like next week. And so that's part of why he was saying that, because he does say if you need to, don't, better to get married than to burn. Amen. Hallelujah. That's a sermon in its own self, isn't it? But, but it? but it even gets heavier. It talks about slaves don't try to be free. And in fact, in 2 Timothy, I think 6 it is, he literally says to slaves, honor your masters. Well, my God, if anybody doesn't deserve honor, it's the owner of slaves who abuse and rape and, and destroy others' lives. And yet it says, honor them. And then it says this, if you don't understand this, you don't understand Christianity. So honestly, I'm not sure I understand Christianity. <laughs> it said, confess your faults. I mean, because I don't get that. Does anybody else not get that? I don't even know if I understand what honor is. Biblical honor, when it says honor the king, when they honored Pharaoh or or, or Caesar, they would throw themselves on the ground. <laughs> kind of like Bill and Ted, you know. I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy. <laughs> you know, to, to, a, to a degree, when, when Omar comes into the service, we should all fall on our back. I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy. <laughs> Amen. I mean, seriously, that's biblical honor. It's not just saying, hey, I like you. <laughs> that's kind of, that's a big deal today. Amen. Most of my friends, our idea of being friends is to make fun of each other. <laughs> That's how little we get from honor. Just tomorrow, try it. Go to your boss and just say some of the most outlandish things. You know, my whole life is dependent upon you. I love you so much. <laughs> I just want to, yeah, you might. Omar says you get fired. You might. They might freak out. This guy's got insane. But, but isn't that honor? In fact, if you do a study about what Adam and Eve sinned, 
What, is sin, what was their sin? They ate what God said not to eat. But you really want to get heavy. I mean, they dishonored God. And yes, it brought a curse, separation from God, the beginning of death. But here's the insane thing that I've only recently seen. God immediately began to, to bring back the honor that they had lost. He began to set in place the things, amen, that were needed for us to be forgiven. In fact, if you think about this, it's really astounding that Christians don't get this. And am I totally insane? Now, you guys have a great church. I, I am not picking on you at all. But you, you, know, you know what? The, it, I think sometimes we can be great, but it's kind of like being a nice guy in the mafia, you know, we're not careful. We, we kind of are the cockroaches of God's creation. I mean, there's something broken that about sin that God has chosen us, even because of our brokenness, that he could restore us and, and give us honor. And so, Jesus, what a astounding. The only people he was really tough on were religious people, us. Because what? The Pharisees continually stole the honor that was God's because they got to preach a conference. They got to dress up and look good. Amen. People cheered them. Amen. They prayed because everybody was watching. Does it remind you of anybody? Amen. If we're not careful, if we're not intentional, if we're not aware, I think that like I say, that we can come. This, this really got me going in First Peter. It talks about the promises that are ours and by understanding Jesus and by uh, 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 thinking and meditating on him. But then it says this, just one little phrase, who have escaped the lust of the world. And I think that if we're not careful in the days that we're a part of, we can literally not even understand how dangerous the world is. You know anybody that quit coming to church because they wanted to work overtime? Because they really thought a little more money is better than a little of God. I mean, I mean I'm not hassling, but, but it, it, it's, it's a thing that begins to happen that if we're not careful, we kind of lose track of. Amen. I don't think we get this thing of biblical honor. You know, Bible talks a lot about agriculture. And just because you grew a little marijuana in college doesn't mean you're a farmer. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we don't understand harvest time and what it means in these kinds of stuff. And I think it's the same with this idea of honor, the greatest of the servant. Just another thing about the giving and receiving of honor. What's a kingdom about? Love God, love your neighbor. It's an honor thing. Philippians 2, uh, practice playing second fiddle, it says in message. And, 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 and think of others more highly than you think of yourself. Sabbath, end of time. The end of time. The very beginning of creation is the honoring of God and the end is the honoring. Listen, it says in Revelations 5.13, 
every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard I saying blessing and honor and glory and power be unto he that setteth upon the throne. It's an issue of honor. Ten commandments, no other gods. Honor the Sabbath, no idols. It's not because God's an egomaniac. You know what I mean? God just... He, he, he can't stand it if he's not being puffed up all the time. You know why we should honor God? Here's a heavy, because he's God. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he, he's God. And he has all power and all honor. Amen. It, this is so biblical. I mean, it's so many. David was a king, not because he was perfect, he was far from it, but he had a heart after God. And what was that heart? He would never dishonor Saul. He would never touch him, wouldn't harm him. When, when Saul was trying to kill him, he still respected and honored who he was. Jesus honored widows with penny. Woman caught in the very act of, of adultery. That'd be kind of bad, wouldn't it? Amen. You're drug in by pastor, <laughs> thrown at the feet of Jesus, caught her in the very act. And what does Jesus do? <sighs> Go and sin no more. He, he gives her honor. He washes the feet of the disciples. Everything we've done here is about honor. When we, when we sing, amen, we are honoring him. When we give, it's to honor him in kingship and lordship. The message, hopefully, is a thing of honor. The altar call will be an issue of honor. And you're not repent to me. You repent to God. Because there's something so important in what we're talking about. Have I made any sense tonight? Have I made any sense? Because I, 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 think, I think that there's nothing bigger. Those, there are th- Three, three things that I would, I'll leave you with, a couple of things, and maybe we'll even pray about a couple of them. What am I saying? Number one, we need to be, give more honor to those that are important in our life. Does that make sense? And we have to be intentional. Your friends. When, when's the last time you just stopped and said something kind and, and, and respectful to a to a friend, to your wife, even to your kids. How do, you, how do your kids turn out good? So don't make them angry by being critical and judgmental all the time. It says because you'll drive them literally from God. Amen. So number, number two, your words. Say your words. Your words. James 2 or 3. I forget which one exactly, talks about the tongue and how the tongue is the most powerful thing in the world in many ways. And I, I think it literally is, isn't it? And the problem is, though, if we're not careful, we, we're critical and negative and judgmental. I think that's the fallenness in our nature. It's why the world before, you know, the, the world is so much better than it used to be. It's not worse, it's better. And I think it's because the revival we have experienced. And I think it's because of Christians and speaking words of life and hope and of a good God that has changed. There's less slavery, less death, 
more, more freedom than ever in human history, but it could all come to a screaming halt if we become negative and critical and, and we lose track of a God who's a God that is never defeated, but he functions from a platform of worship and respect and honor. Amen. And number three, we need to give more honor to God. How many would agree with me on that? And that's, why are you here tonight? (laughs) Maybe you're thinking, why am I here? (laughs) Well, hopefully, hopefully you're here so that you could get with God's people, come out of your home, that's what the church literally is, and honor God. And honor God. Amen. And sing and praise and, and, and respect each other. Woo! So it's not who gets out the door first, first to smoke a cigarette in the parking lot. <laughs> but but that, that's the church I was raised in. Hey, you know what I mean? But, but hopefully as, as we leave tonight, we'll speak some words of life, some words of honor. Let me close with this illustration. I was trying to figure out how to illustrate this so you can tell me whether this works or not. <laughs> uh, me, my wife loves American Idol. Are there any American Idol fans here? What was it? Not last weekend, but the weekend before last. God, there's nobody. <laughs> I may be the last American Idol fan. I know some of you are lying. You're just ashamed. But there's several that I used to, when I used to watch it 20 years ago, I loved Simon Cowell. And I have to say it was not because I was a great Christian. If you know Simon Cowell, what a mocker. And he could set him off. And you just waited. I just waited for that one that blew up. You know, and so when Cowell said, I hope you haven't quit your day job. <laughs> you can't sing a lick. And they would throw a hissy fit. How many of you ever want? You can't say that to me. I'm a star. And one day I'm going to be famous and you're going to feel sorry for what you said. And I'd just be howling watching it. (laughs) But the tragedy is, and I know, Pastor, I don't know how many people have left my church and they've gone, you can't treat me like this. Assistant pastors, I lost two of them, and they went out, basically. <laughs> I can't stand, they're so disrespectful. I think, well, what do you think? How do you think they treat me? <laughs> if, I, if I was looking for honor, this is the last job in the world I would have took. Hey, <laughs> God, you want, want a job with little honor? The Bible says that we're worthy of a double honor, but I... I'm shooting for a quarter right now. What am I? Hey, guys, Jesus carried the cross. So I don't know if this thing is all about that you're going to be cheered and angels are going to sing about you. They are watching. Amen. But they're looking for how you respond. And here's the switch that many Christians never make is part of what I'm saying is when you start, we almost always come to Jesus because we need something, forgiveness, healing. That's not bad. He wants to heal you. He wants to help you. 
but somewhere he wants you to treat him like God. And to realize that this life doesn't even matter. It's all about eternity. And really, we, don't, we can forgive, we can be mistreated, we can be abused, and it shouldn't even bother us because this thing is like a grass growing in Southern California in the summer. It's just a moment, and then it's dead. <laughs> you, see, you see what I'm saying? But here's where I really want to leave you with tonight. Any of you who watched this season's American Idol, it was one of the most interesting because uh, one of the top three finalists when they made it, one of them was Chad, wasn't it? Who? Somebody's watching. Chase, right, Chase? From, from my old stomping grounds, Victorville. And he really is a really good-looking guy and a great singer, but... A year ago, and don't read that wrong, by the way. <laughs> so many things I could say, but Omar will just get mad at me. But hear this. A year ago, he was, he was a gutter drunk. His own family had cast him out. But he got accepted on American Idol, and every couple of weeks they'd show And it turned his life because he came. The other two... Willie and Grace. No offense, but they're not attractive people. I think I think Willie is four fifty, and he lost a hundred pounds. <laughs> that's that's stuff. What what am I saying? And yet, listen, because you got to hear this right, or you get, we're getting all kinds of trouble. I'm a big guy, so I'm not making fun of anybody that's big. What I'm saying is all three of these were destined probably to lose. Not attractive, but they were chosen. First by three judges and then by millions of people chose them and all three of them will be multimillionaires by next year. Not just first place. All three will be multimillionaires by next week because they were chose. Not because they're good looking. They can sing. But they are missing other things. Why am I saying this? If you get this... You get Christianity. God chose you. God chose you. And we are destined for honor and glory. New names. Eternity. No sadness because Jesus Christ chose you and me. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Is there anybody, maybe I, and honestly, I, I barely can see anybody, but it's more for you and God anyway. You're not saved, but you're here this morning and you, or this evening and and yet you need Christ in your life.
Would you raise your hand? You put it up, put it down and say, I, I need to give my life to Christ. Anyone at all? Raise your hand, put it up, put it down. Backslidden maybe, you've drifted away. Like I say, I, can't, I see somebody, there must be a hand up. Anybody else? Let me change it just a little. Maybe you're here tonight and maybe you've been saved for a while and you're wrestling with your salvation. And it could have to do with what we've been preaching about that you thought this was going to make you richer or happier or more fulfilled. And it will, I guarantee you. But we are broken people. We are, we are not in heaven. We are living in a fallen world. And you have to choose God. You'd say, I'm wrestling. You'd raise your hand this morning, this evening. Amen. Let's pray together. Pray this prayer with me. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I ask you, forgive me for my dishonor. Forgive me for my sin that sent you to the cross. But God, I receive forgiveness and power in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand. I'm going to do one more quick thing. I'm not going to, but I am going to ask if you would like this to happen for, to come forward and then we'll pray one more prayer. So many things we could pray about, but number one, I think that most Christians need to find the honor that Christ gave them. Not the honor the world gives, not the honor that comes from mom and dad because you get saved or even pastor, but some here probably need to rediscover the honor that you can only find from God. So you can be like Jesus, even if you carry the cross. When they ask you, are you a king? Say, yeah, I'm a king. And to do that, you've got to begin to read your Bible a little more. You've got to begin to worship a little more. You got to do it. Does that make sense? If that's you and you would like prayer tonight and just to confess your need, then I want you to come and stand on this side of the pulpit. Make sense? Nobody comes, we'll be out of here in a minute. The second though thing that I feel like it'd be good to pray for is you need to give more honor. I don't know if any of us does, but you know especially that you're at a critical moment, you need to raise the honor you give, especially those important, your wife, your, your boss, your friends, your pastor, then I'd like you to come and stand over here. So if you'd like prayer, would you come right now? Any of those that want, just come and stand this side or stand in the middle if they both apply. Hallelujah. We're going to pray. We're going to take a moment here. This is how the Bible says we change. Literally, as we make a decision and we simply make a change, small change, lifting a little bit. And before I do change this, if you're here and you're angry and you're just barely hanging on, I don't care what you feel, shut up and obey. Start to move a new direction. Begin to confess and repent. The Bible says repent. Kingdom of heaven is at hand. You need to come, you need to come. And I feel like there are several that are sitting out there still standing who you know this is right at you, amen. Let's pray together right now. Father, we thank you 
thank you that you have loved us. We thank you that you have chosen us. God, let us become vessels of honor. Let us begin, God, to be those who are priests who bring honor and forgiveness and grace into a fallen and broken world. God, we receive your grace and forgiveness even tonight, and we walk in it. Now, just in your own way, begin to praise the Lord. Thank Him. Thank Him. Commit yourself to Him. The rest of us, amen. Let's sing one more song as we get ready, as we leave tonight, but let's worship, because worship is at the very center of everything that God is looking for, not for Him, but for us. And as we sing this song, you honor God, and you bring honor. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's message from Praise Chapel Paramount. If you want to stay connected, follow us online with Facebook and Instagram at PC Paramount, or visit our website at praisechapelparamount.com.